Hello and welcome to Quick Charge. I'm Mikey G and it's Saturday, December 2nd. There's a fair amount to cover today after the Cybertruck launch event. We covered the initial news on Thursday, just hours after the show, but now we have some more time, some more details, and some more important questions have come up. Let's jump in. Overall, the event was much shorter and lacking in details than what we would have hoped. Much of the hard information was published online, and even one of the more interesting and puzzling new Tesla products, the Range Extender, wound up stealing discussions after the show. The specs that Tesla originally promised in 2019 did not materialize. The price of the truck was originally starting at $39,900, but now it starts at $60,990. Now, that was a long time ago, and there is some leeway to offer, but the increase reflects more than just inflation. The vehicle was also said to have over a 500-mile range in the highest configuration, which is no longer on the table. Tesla was undoubtedly planning on using their 4680 battery cell to be at a better performance level than what we see today. Tesla's new cell, which was unveiled at Battery Day back in 2020, likewise carried some impressive promises. The cell was touted as having the potential for reducing costs by 50%, holding five times the energy, more than 16% increase in range, and six times the power. Now, this critical technology has run into bottlenecks, one of the main ones being the dry electrode. In early of 2019, Tesla acquired Maxwell, which had been working on this very tech. And then last March, Tesla hired from another battery company a lead staffer to address that very issue. Now, with the Cybertruck missing its original promises, this has led some of the around 2 million reservation holders to reconsider their long lead time on the truck. Prior to now, other electric trucks have suffered from the comparison to a potential Cybertruck, but now rubber has hit the road. Tesla seems to have recognized that those reservation holders might want to go elsewhere, as soon after the event, Tesla offered Cybertruck reservation holders $1,000 off other Tesla EVs. Now, it seems that more than just shoppers and Tesla are aware of how this event was not well received. Other EV truck makers like Rivian are seeing their stock go up quite a bit, while Tesla went down. Of course, there's a very much price difference between those two stocks, but it's just a concept. Now, it's not all sunny skies for electric truck competitors. Still, both General Motors and Ford have backed off their production plans for supply chain and other reasons, and Rivian itself is putting their nose to the grindstone trying to get out their R2 product line, which is set for a lower-priced market. But now let's take a minute and talk about the accessories for the Cybertruck, and then we'll get into more of the controversial Tesla product. Now, along with the truck, Tesla has indeed announced that they will have a black-colored wrap as an option. It's $6,500, and there is a cheaper version for $5,000 that is clear. Now, these wraps, like the Model 3 and Y wraps, use a thicker, self-healing PPF film. Now, Tesla claims that it is more environmentally friendly than a traditional vinyl wrap, although we're not quite sure how they came to that. Now, hopefully these wraps prevent appearances from fingerprints on the Cybertruck, something that some of the early reviewers are mulling over after seeing it in action. Now, speaking of the truck in action, Tesla released a $2,975 tent attachment that is styled much like the Cybertruck itself. Now, Tesla didn't show the tent being deployed, but they say that it inflates with a manual pump instead of using structural poles. Tesla says that the accessory goes great with tent mode, and we're not exactly sure what that is, but we assume it's a temperature control function, very similar to dog mode. Now, for a silly accessory, someone can buy a decal for the rear window, 
that replicates the steel ball gaff from the original unveiling. These have been sold online at Spencer's Gifts for decades in some form or another, but now you can have the official Tesla version for $55. Electrek's Jameson Dow points out that you can buy a steel ball and throw it at the window yourself, and it's reusable too. Anyways, let's get into the elephant in the room, which is the Tesla range extender. Now, on Thursday's episode, I wondered out loud how it would be working with a huge battery that would fit into the bed of a truck to be used for long drives, towing, and or winter use. Now, one thing I kind of forgot was that the term range extender has been used in the past by other automakers. This refers to a gas generator that will add charge to a battery pack, most notably on the BMW i3, which itself is kind of a black sheep in their lineup. Now, considering Tesla rebrands some of their products with catchy names, similar to Apple, it's kind of odd that they would use an existing term for an otherwise profane product in the EV world. Now, the battery made for this truck is said to add 130 miles of range, and we're estimating that that would be about 30 to 40 kilowatt hours of capacity. This would put the weight of the pack somewhere in the range of about 400 pounds, which is 181 communist kilograms. Now, alongside the necessarily high voltage and cooling connectors that undoubtedly exist, in my mind, I'm convinced that this product will have to be installed by Tesla. Unless, check this out, Electrek's Fred Lambert brought up a good point, noting that this battery accessory could very well be duplicated by third-party power providers. Now, if the range extender from Tesla winds up carrying the typical Tesla markup in price, then there could be a space for a less elegant and hopefully modular battery pack that can be taken out in pieces, especially considering that internet order batteries don't have service centers for installation or removal. Now, there is a chance that the Tesla version cannot be removed at all. Now, that sounds kind of silly, but check this out. In 2019, Rivian filed a patent for a, quote, removable auxiliary battery. This that would fit into the front third or so of the truck bed. Now, that sounds pretty familiar, and this patent was actually granted in 2020. So, yeah, uh, I'm not a patent lawyer, but it looks to me like Rivian's technology is now being showcased as an accessory for a new Tesla vehicle. Now, although Tesla is not above filing patent lawsuits in total terms, the company has publicly pledged not to, quote, initiate patent lawsuits against anyone who, in good faith, wants to use its technology. But now the shoe is on the other foot, with Tesla using a technology that was patented by Rivian. Now, the range extender itself brings up a lot of questions, and now with this patent, we have a lot more. Is Tesla's solution different enough to avoid Rivian's patent protection? Has Tesla licensed it from Rivian and we just never heard about it yet? Or will Rivian return Tesla's good faith and not initiate a patent lawsuit? So this is all going in a very new direction, but I've got one question on my mind. I really don't see people buying this product unless it can be removed and also be used as a home power wall. It would be an awful lot of wear on the car just to carry this huge battery around everywhere you go. And yes, I'm looking at you, Hummer EV. Likewise, it, if it wasn't a power wall, then it would be terrible to see this thing just expensively taking up space inside someone's garage 350 days out of the year. I think that rental and installation would be the answer to purchasing if it couldn't be removed and couldn't be a power wall. But that's assuming that this needs to exist in the first place. I mean, come on. I know that I just returned from a trip where I white-knuckled through a charging experience, but 
I think a lot of people would be just fine with the range of the Cybertruck as it stands. You can let me know what you think in the comment section because I actually read them all if you're curious. Okay, let's get into the rest of the industry because there are a few things to be aware of in the last day or two. The U.S. government has released guidance that will indeed make it harder for electric vehicles to qualify for the full $7,500 tax credit. A couple of days ago, we reported that the government was reportedly discussing granting automakers a temporary reprieve from restrictions on batteries that were made from Chinese materials or made in China, but that did not materialize. The official word is now, quote, under the excluded entity restriction, vehicles are not eligible for the clean vehicle credit if the battery contains battery components manufactured or assembled or applicable critical minerals extracted, processed, or recycled by a foreign entity of concern. Now, I'm not too much into geopolitics, but I've never heard that term before, foreign entity of concern. I guess I don't want to say someone that we're at war with. That's a little too strong. Now, this is going to be tough news for many U.S. automakers that still depend heavily on Chinese battery components and minerals as they attempt to ramp up their own production. With the Ford F-150 Lightning experiencing production woes that have left some customers out of luck, you may be in a little bit because Ford is paying 2023 F-150 Lightning buyers $2,500 for unmet orders this to switch to the 2024 model. Now, while this sounds kind of nice, because who wouldn't like free money, the incentive is actually going to help offset the price difference between the model years. Now, hopefully this will continue moving the needle for Ford, as the CEO did announce that the F-150 Lightning had its best sales month, breaking the record in November. That number comes to nearly 4,400 electric trucks for the month. Now, this is quite encouraging considering that sales had fallen by 46% in the third quarter. In other good news for sales, Hyundai achieved their best-ever November sales for their fully electric vehicles. The Ioniq 5 was up over 99% compared to last year. The figure for November came to 2,372 for the Korean automaker in the U.S., and that brings their total for the year around 30,000. Registration data from Automotive News shows that Hyundai and Kia claim 7.5% of the EV market, although this is still far from Tesla's 57.4%. In today's community comment found on YouTube, the discussion was centered around the Cybertruck and the many disappointments, questions, and truly impressive feats that it was showcased to have. Now, I haven't touched on it yet, but the price point is a bummer for me. Trucks are quite expensive as it stands, so this is not without precedent, but I was really hoping that Tesla would break the price barrier in bringing a compelling truck instead of trying to break the sports car barrier with a compelling truck. Now, I know it comes with the equipment of having all that power, all that towing, all that range, but the sports car aspect of a truck, I, it just really doesn't speak to me. If it was feasible, I would love a bare-bones Cybertruck. You know, cut out the rear steering, cut out the tonneau cover, the lights and the outlets and the bed. Maybe even cut out the front trunk and just put some regular steel in the bed without having a liner. Maybe even cheaper steel panels for the whole thing. I don't plan on getting into a gunfight anytime soon. But I want to know what you guys think of a cheaper Cybertruck. At this point, it's just a, a wish, you know, a fantasy. But I'd like to know what price point you would pay for a bare-bones Cybertruck and what you would cut out to make it possible. 
Thanks for watching Quick Charge. I'm Mikey G, and I hope you have a great day.